Hey, Griffin here. All these murders are made up. They're not real-life murders. That would be a weird thing for us to do. Take it away, song! Hey guys, sorry we just we just started again after our rocky start. Uh, I'm me, and I'm Steve, and this is show, and uh, and we solve murders. You've forgotten how to do. Okay, this this is actually the fifth start we've tried. Yeah, Uh, it is all afternoon. So cold. We we recorded this. This will be out in the future. Uh, but if you remember, a few weekends passed. There yeah. was a very cold one. It is currently like negative seventeen. Feels like negative twenty-five. I hope that it's warmer now, and people are like, "Oh yeah, remember that?" And not like, "What are they talking about?" That's what it is today. <laughs> oh, I remember it when, when it was that warm. Oh no, it is the kind of where you go outside and immediately your nose hairs freeze. Oh, to Steve's nose hairs. Yeah, yeah. So we're stuck together currently. We don't know how to kiss. Yeah. Uh, again, what what else did you experience? Oh, you're just talking about what happens in the cold. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cold. My ear hairs. How cold is it? Immediately. Oh yeah. Um, when you step outside, I got the sniffles. <laughs> legitimately. Oh, that's I just good. Came from outside, so that's good for podcasting and yeah, yeah. People's ears. I've got I've got the yells. Right. That's probably good for podcasting. That's that'll be good for podcasting. I got the guest interruption knees. Oh, again. Yeah. Good for podcasting. <laughs> Uh, do you want to do you want to do an episode? Ah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, all. That's, that's, that's enough banter for today. It's too cold for this. <laughs> the victim, Josh Browning, found dead in an art gallery. Today's guest, Todd Browning, art curator who found the body. Todd, hello, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hi. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I do. I will say it's a little jarring, uh, given my uh, the reason why I'm here, my cousin's death. That you guys. Started off in such a, a jovial fashion, but, uh, no, but we don't like the cold. So I don't know why you think that's so jovial. I don't well, know no, you guys are still very upbeat and high yeah. energy, and I don't. I'm sure it's appropriate for talking about my cousin's death. Want to tell me how to host? What's that? You want to tell me how to host? Okay, well now you're being aggressive, and I don't see? know what to think. I'm back on my heels, as as you can see. Oh, taller. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I, uh, you put back on your heels. It's been a bill. No, that's not what I've said. <laughs> And now you're misrepresenting my words, quite frankly. I, I have half a mind to walk out of here right now. <laughs> no, you're going to have to walk by the Eric. What's the, well, the other half su- just suggests that I should stick around and give you guys the benefit of the doubt. Mm. And you better pray that that second half doesn't get overwhelmed by the first. <laughs> Do you want to take it from the start? Uh, no, that's fine. No, no, no. Uh, yes, you, uh, thank you for being here. You, you found So, uh, first of all, Josh Browning was your cousin. He was indeed my cousin. Uh... I would say that we we weren't uh, close per se. I mean, we were closer when we were kids. Um, yeah, I would go visit him and uh, my uncle and aunt at their farm in uh, East Lansing, Michigan, just outside East Lansing, Michigan. Oh, and not downtown East Lansing. No, Michigan. not not downtown East Lansing, which is a, a cosmopolitan <laughs> mecca. Quite frankly, there's a lot of hustle and bustle more than in the West East Lansing. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Uh, yeah. so yeah, uh, so we'd go visit every now and then, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't uh, grow up with him per se, uh, but I, uh, we kept in touch. We corresponded. Uh, oh, uh, emails? Uh, well, at first, I mean, we, I, I came, look, I'm 62 years old. 
So I oh clearly. Oh yeah. Well, I, Sorry. I don't know. I don't I'm know so mean by that. I look a little older with those heels. Oh, I look. I look older than I am. Yeah, because you're taller. You yeah. get to taller every year. Okay. I guess <laughs> I I've never associated taller with older. Uh, I don't think I look at someone who's very tall and think, you don't know well, how growing works. I don't, but if someone is uh, sixteen and uh, seven feet tall, I wouldn't think. Oh, they must be forty-eight years old. Well, that's then how they get so tall? This kid plays basketball. Well, yeah, that's usually that's one of my first. Oh, thoughts. the oldest guys play basketball. Well, uh, I don't <laughs> think that's in the true. NBA is so old. That is not true. Uh, I hate to disabuse you of that notion. Uh, but LeBron James, for instance, who is uh, what, you know fifty, sixty. He is right o- now? he is only thirty two years old. Yao Ming is so old. Well, Yao Ming is retired, but even he is only, I believe, thirty seven. Uh, so yeah, this notion that the taller you are, the older you are, does not hold water. I hate to uh, burst your bubble, but uh, you're off on the wrong foot. And quite frankly, I have half of mine to walk right out of here right now. <laughs> if I have to brook any of this more nonsense, I'll tell you that. So you've been corresponding with Josh. Yeah, so we started out like writing. We would write letters and stuff when we were kids. And then, uh, you know, and I'd see him at family functions and weddings and, and funerals and the like. So and then what, eventually he, at the cyber age, we would email and then Facebook and, you know, tweet, if you will. DM each other. We would DM. I would slide into his DMs and he would uh, in, in turn slide into mine. <laughs> now, I... <laughs> As I say that term, I realize that it usually has more of a romantic connotation, uh, but I can assure you there was no romance between my cousin and I. Uh, I'm not into that yet. sort of thing. Well, no. <laughs> uh, it's weird that you would say yet, <laughs> given that he has, as we've established, passed away. Um, <laughs> there's, no, there's no yet to be said here. Yet is not the appropriate word. Uh, there was no romance, and uh, for obvious reasons, shall never be. Uh, I hate to, I did not expect when I came here to have to teach you about the workings of language and indeed of uh, of the the nature of height versus age. I, boy, this is a lot, lot more to take on than I thought. So you are an art curator. I absolutely am. I do contemporary art. Uh, and so and what does that mean? Basically anything 20th century onwards. So basically starting around the turn of the 20th century and then anything newer than that. Mm, okay. Yeah. So uh, do you uh, showcase various exhibits, like you have one specific artist coming through at a time? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes we'll have visiting artists uh, from all across the world, really. We've had... West Lansing. Well, Yeah, we've got West Lansing, East Lansing, downtown, uh, down, downtown Lansing, uh, <laughs> yeah, South. North, Southeast Lansing, Southwest Lansing, Northeast Lansing, Northwest Lansing. Uh, even, even the outskirts of Lansing, yeah, and the, the, the GLA, or Greater, Greater Lansing, Lansing area. area. Yeah. Uh, but also other countries like uh, you know we have Canadian we've had Canadian uh, artists of course. Well, sorry, where is this gallery located? This gallery is located in downtown Toronto. Uh, it what's is what's it called? It's called the Grilly Grade Art. The Grilly Grade. It's the Really Great Art Gallery. Oh, Grilly Grade. <laughs> the grill- A lot of people call it the Art Gag for short. The the Really Great Art Gallery and Grill. Oh no, there's no grill. <laughs> Uh, but it's just the really great art gallery. There is a grill. Actually, there is a grill there. Sorry, there is a grill. There is a grill, but we don't like to advertise the grill. It's not what the... We really want to emphasize the art. It's called the really great art gallery, or R-Gag for short. People, A lot of people I'm sure you've heard will say, I've got an exhibit at the R-Gag, and people will say, that's a really very prestigious gallery. I hear people say it all the time. I don't know about you fellows, but uh, yeah. So I go for the grill. Okay, well, again, that's your prerogative. The art is there to be enjoyed. We really want to emphasize that. But there is a grill that uh, we do 
offer you know various grilled food items your burgers your well you got to make a profit somehow that is true and i do find it is weird we make far less in membership fees uh or any other fees than we do in sales of food right uh, so that is something we're really trying to change. Because uh, because right now you are uh, more of a well decorated restaurant. Um, yeah, that, I've heard that criticism. There have been pieces uh, published in Now and Blog To. Oh, how many ends did you get? Uh, we received. Well, they kind of split it. The grill got five ends. <laughs> the gallery itself got two ends. Which I was I'm very I was very up in arms about, and I still am. Quite frankly, I think I read that article. It's That's just... seven ends, dude. Uh, well, that's pretty good. I mean, that is a good way to think of it, but I don't think that's what they intended. I think the two ends in the art gallery, they were just they said the fries were good. I believe was one of their main bonuses. So you're so you're suggesting that the the only reason we got two ends for the art gallery <laughs> is because of the French fries, which the reviewer in question somehow the associated with the gallery. Seven. I think you wanted to give seven. But you can only give five, and oh. so you got some bleed over. Yeah, from you're in fact so. suggesting that the reviewer intended to give the grill seven ends out of five yeah, yeah, I think, because yeah. it's that good, but also hated the gallery so much he intended to give zero ends, which I don't think they I'm not ever even do. sure he knew it was a gallery. I think he found it as a loophole, as a way to give you two extra ends. Well, let me call up. I actually have this bookmarked on my phone. Let me just look that up. I've got it here. Uh, okay, so most of the article, yeah, the the fries are great, the burgers are great, the chicken burgers are great. Well, not the most well-written article, I have to say. <laughs> oh, this is verbatim. Yeah, this is the beginning of the review. <laughs> it really begins. It really begins in Medea Res, as they say. No, oh, no real intro or opening to speak of. And then they add. Apparently, there's also art. All right, so you might you might have something there that they might not even know it's an art gallery at all. Uh, what what uh, exhibit do you have on at the moment? Right now, we have an exhibit devoted to a uh, a German painter who mainly uh, came to prominence in the 1950s. Uh, it was a, a gentleman by the name of uh, Urquhart van Havenkrieg. Urquhart, Urquhart van Havenkrieg. Urquhart van Havenkrieg. Uh, Dutch of Dutch origin. He born in he was born in Holland, but uh, moved to Germany and did a lot of his best work there. And uh, so, yeah, he really did a lot of painting that, uh, I guess, uh, really dealt with the aftermath of the Second World War. So a lot of paintings uh, of, say, a man with an anvil on his head. And then the anvil would be labeled the weight of Germany's past. cartoon? Oh, no. They, well, it was really, he kind of worked between genres. Hmm. So... His, his work really asks the question, what is a work of art and what is a political cartoon? Why can't a political cartoon be art? Why can't art be a political cartoon? So a lot of it was just really big, say like seven feet tall, political cartoons. That's old. Well, so that's, what, that's where the art comes in is just the size of the canvas. And then everything else is kind of just a giant political cartoon. Basically, yeah. A the, lot of Uncle Sam's are frequent in his work. That's it. true. It becomes art, I think, is when it becomes that art. That is interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. that. There's an argument to be made there. But oh, yeah. yeah, you're a good guy to ask. Uh, what's art? 
art is, is art. Well, art, in my opinion, is anything that challenges. Well, I'm not sure we want to know your opinion. We don't even know what art is, <laughs> is really the question. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I say in my opinion because uh, it, it is a sort of open question. Like, there's no set answer to this. It is sort of... Don't uh, you run a gallery? Job. Well, it's subjective, but I mean, I have my own views is what I'm saying, but uh, I would never offer those as fact or as uh, sort of immutable... Uh, you know, rules, uh, you know, I mean, I, I have my thoughts, others have their thoughts, but the way I view art is that it, it must challenge you in some way. Uh, it can't just reinforce any uh, preconceptions you might have about the world. And, and do you it? guys serve Pepsi or Coke? We serve Coke. You can bring in Pepsi if you want. Oh, you can bring in your own food. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not a fascist, you know? I mean, if you want to bring in outside food, fine. I mean, again, we're trying to de-emphasize the food part. <laughs> But and here's the thing. Can you answer the question, what is grill? Well, that I can answer with a bit more confidence. <laughs> so it seems like that's what you know best. <laughs> Wait a minute, sir. <laughs> this is an outrage. You are twisting my words. Well, a grill is not a, a subjective thing. It's just, it, it is, a grill is what it is. A grill is something that where you would place food items onto it and it would grill them. Art is not a grill. Grill, grills are not art. Unless those well. grills really challenge your perceptions about the world. Which your grills do not. No, they absolutely not. Purely there for food. Our grills are not art in any way. <laughs> and anyone who says they are is a goddamn fool. And I have, I have half a mind to walk right out of here right now. <laughs> so you found Josh in your gallery. I did find Josh in my gallery. Did you know he was in town? No, that's the really perplexing thing. I had no idea Josh was in town. Uh, he does not leave uh, East Lansing uh, very often. What does he do? Well, he is actually a uh, fisherman. He fishes. Oh, out there on the family farm. He fishes on the family farm. They have a, tr a little lake running through it. A little, well, not a lake, I should say, but like a stream. You know. He fishes in the stream. He fishes in the stream, and he sells the <laughs> fish. A little creek. Absolutely, yes. It runs through, and he fi <laughs> he grabs them. He's a hand fisherman. He okay. grabs them with his hands. And he sells them to uh, local grocery stores and local, you know, uh, basically anyone who wants fresh fish, you know. An honest trade. Yeah, it's, uh, I admire him for that. I mean, I, it, you know, I, I have taken up the life of, uh, of the mind. I have taken up the life of art. Um, but I admire anyone who uh, makes a good, honest living, providing people with, uh, you know, with a necessity. You know, I, I admire that about him. He's a good, honest man. And that's why it was so shocking to me that he would not have told me he was in town, and also that he would have come to my gallery and then died. Your place of work, yeah. My place of work, yeah. It's almost as if he... Was coming to you for help, maybe? Perhaps. Mm. It's almost as if he had something he wanted to tell me. He, uh, But he was uh, sort of reticent. He was... Maybe he was... Uh, it was a fearful sort of secret. That maybe he, he was hungry. Well, if he was hungry, I would suggest that he could have got food from any source nearer to his own house. He did not have to fly here from East Lansing and get food. You get Maybe, no, great burgers. I, well, that is oh, okay. You know what? I've read that. He did. He he did often say he wanted to come and try some of the food from the grill, and I told him over and over again, "Look, that's not what this is about. It's about the art. You must check out the art." And he said, "I am not going to do that." <laughs> and I could not reach him. Uh, he he couldn't care less about art, and I and I said, "Well." You know, if that's the way it's going to be, then, uh, you know, I'd rather you not come, quite frankly. We did have a bit of a row about it, but I... In your and, and is this the last time you had communicated to him? Well, unfortunately, yes. Um, 
Yeah, I, I wish that the last thing I'd said to him was a more positive and, and loving, but, uh, you know, it's just in the heat of the moment it came out, and I was very sorry, and, uh, yeah, I should have apologized to him the next day, but, uh, you know, I mean... Uh, you know, how how long ago was this? This was two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's why he felt that he couldn't tell me. Like, if, if that was his main... You know, if if that was the main thing he wanted to come see, like I can see how he would uh, be shy about telling me that because clearly I'd made it very clear I did not want him tasting any of our fine grill items, including the fillet of fish, or the you know the char charbroiled burger, Ugh. or the uh, you know any of the other stuff mm. we have. Again, it's about the art for me. Yeah. I don't like the grill, so <laughs> but where, it is an amazing grill. Where and how did you find him, and in what state was this? Well, he was lying on the floor of an exhibit. Uh, well, the the exhibit, I should say. The, the uh, of which artist? Well, that of course was Urquhart Van Hamben. <laughs> His name was Urquhart Art Van. Urquhart Van Hamben. Okay, right. that's right. So you found him in the middle of that exhibit, uh, surrounded by giant political cartoons. He was, yeah. Well, he was not in the middle. He was kind of lying, like along the wall. Uh, clearly, he had been looking at uh, uh, one Ooh, of the pieces, which what? I, which made me happy in oh, a sense. Oh, a specific piece? piece? Yeah, that could be It was a telling. specific piece, yeah. Um, I did wonder about that, yeah. So he was lying there in front of that piece, uh, clutching his chest as if the piece had overwhelmed him or caused wow. some sort of cardiac now, arrest. Now let's talk about this piece yeah, in question. This? Can sure. you describe it for us? Uh, it was one of his signature pieces, really, or Accord Van Oh, it's just a signature? It was a piece... That was just his, his signature, which was really considered his signature piece. <laughs> uh, it really summed up a lot of what he was, it was trying like, to it say. It was who he was. It was who he was. It was really that. It really gave you a sense of his identity. Like this is who the artist is. It's how he signs his name. Nothing could be more important than that. Right. And There's nothing more important in a man's life than how he signs his name. Is I've that true? Said that. I've always said that, yes. But, but, but more than a handshake, in your opinion. More than a handshake. Uh, you can judge a man's character or a woman's character uh, by how they sign their name. Uh, if you, if it's all squiggly, it means that they're weak and must be destroyed, quite frankly. And if it's uh, strong, with strong, bold lines and uh, sort of... if it's Kind of like a child almost carving into caps. the page. Absolutely, yeah. That's how you can tell if they're uh, weak and they must be destroyed. Oh, so what is the ideal signature? What's the strongest signature? Something with signature? just graceful lines, just like, uh, you know, bold swoops that are in a straight line, no squiggles. <laughs> if you see that kind of signature, that's uh, when you know that... Uh, and so Van Van Hamman... Hamman oh, Urquhart. Urquhart Van Hamman. Urquhart Van Hamman had a good one there. No. Uh, oh. See, here's the thing. A lot of artists, as we, you know, as we've, as we've seen... Uh, you know, throughout history, are not necessarily good people. Mm, so Urquhart, they are weak. They have a lot of personal failings, which they channel into their art. Makes it even more powerful, perhaps. And Urquhart Van Hamman's signature is basically it was actually just an X. He was illiterate. Uh, he could not write his own name, and so his signature is an X. So the piece in question is just a pretty tiny X in the middle of a seven-foot canvas. Now, did you have people coming trying to dig through the canvas? A few, yeah. Uh, a few people have... I don't know why. I don't know why they do that. But I have had a few people in the area come in and just kind of start digging through the canvas as if there's something on the other side. Uh, I I don't know if this is some sort of local... I think it's some sort of protest on their part because Urquhart Van Hammond was a very controversial man who had a lot of 
really weird opinions. Like he didn't think short people should be allowed to live. What was his definition of short? Anyone under how young? Oh, that's <laughs> uh, let's not get into that. Five uh, ten. Anyone under five ten, he considered short. Wow. Yeah. The f- funny thing is, he was five nine, so he was filled with a lot of self loathing. Uh, but so, if he's illiterate, how did he write his political cartoons, like the messages? Oh yeah, well, you said I mean, one said like the weight of Germany. Yeah. On, on well, a, he had assistance. He had like okay. a lot of a lot of artists work this way. They have assistance. <clears throat> like they'll come up with an idea and they'll get their assistants to do the actual grunt work. Yeah, kind of like transcribing. You'll just pace a room and talk about the kind of picture you want to see, and then absolutely. they'll paint it for you. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, a lot of like really famous artists who do large, like large scale works. I mean, they're they're not actually doing it. They're famous enough that they can pay assistants to carry out the work for them and that was the case with Urquhart uh, so yeah really he was a very bad man uh, <laughs> and he really caused a lot of strife among the short community uh, I mean by short community I guess anyone under 5'10 uh, and yeah he was very self-loathing filled with a lot of self-loathing and I, I wonder if that was something that Josh saw because Josh is 5'8 Oh, and so I I wonder if just the sheer weight of all that self-loathing and uh, you know that animosity towards short people uh, just killed him over. I don't know. Uh, could be. Well let's, well, let's talk about the rest of the gallery. Did everything sure. else seem in order? Um, for the most part, everything seemed untouched. Um, I did notice though that there was another painting that was. Not uh, unmoored or, or anything, but just kind of uh, off kilter. A little askew, yeah. It was kind of tilted a little bit to one side. Oh. And it was a particular cartoon where it was uh, a man uh, burying his face in between the breasts of a, of a woman. <laughs> and the woman is uh, has clown makeup on. And there's an arrow pointing to her. And there's a label saying Europe. And then there's another uh, arrow pointing to the man. And it says Hitler, so that one was slightly askew. And sorry, so what? Uh, what do you take away from this particular piece? Well, my, the way I've always interpreted it, and this is how it is sort of commonly conceived, is that you know Europe is a clown woman who is laughing as Hitler buries his face in her breasts. That's what. I, that's what I take <laughs> away from it. That is my personal interpretation. I don't know. It is open for interpretation. Again, as I said, art is subjective, but I think the clown the clown makeup represents how Europe is always trying to make others laugh. And Hitler doesn't like that, but likes but finds Boops. Europe comforting regardless because of the breasts. It's yeah, I'm still unpacking how I feel about this piece, but I do find it very striking. It is And it looks know. like someone had had moved it. A little whether bit, yeah. by accident, maybe there was a struggle, or whether they were looking for something in particular. Yeah, I don't. I it, there was. Yeah, I should say it was a skew, and I now that I think about it, there was a scarf sitting in front of the piece, uh, just on the floor. I don't know why, but it was a like a red kind of cotton scarf, just sitting there. I don't know whose it was. I don't think it belonged to Josh. Is the thing? No, not a red guy. No, no. He. Uh, I mean, in his correspondence, he made it very clear he hated the color red. That's how he would sign every email. Yeah, he would sign every email. It would. That's a strong signature. It, it, yeah, he had a very strong signature. He was a good man. He was a good man, as, as I've established. And he not only would sign all his letters with I hate red, 
he would begin all of his letters with that. <laughs> and the substance of his letters would be often about how much he hated Red. There was very little insight into his own life. <laughs> Mainly what I took from his letters and correspondence over the years is that he hated Red. And that was it. And hand fishing. He would mention hand fishing occasionally, yeah. There were a little, few little tidbits he would sprinkle in. But he would always bring it back to the color red and about how he found it to be... It's like a bull. Uh, I guess so. I guess he... Yeah, were he a bull, he would have charged at that red cape that the matador you know, swung in front of him, definitely. So did you get a closer look at his body? You say he kind of slumped against the wall, clutching his chest. Right, yeah. <clears throat> so he's clutching his chest... Uh, the thing that I found odd is that as he was clutching his chest, there was a dagger sticking into it. Now, I don't know if that's significant or not. I don't know if it had anything to do with what I'm assuming was the cardiac arrest he suffered from the power of the piece. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a detective. So when you say clutching, was he, was his hand around the knife kind of trying to almost get it out? No, it was just kind of like, uh, his clan was like, uh, on one place on his chest and the dagger was sort of sticking out of it uh, next to it. But again, I don't think the dagger is significant here. I don't, again, not a detective, but I think the dagger was, uh, After. just, uh, I think it was something I, like, I'm hearing a lot about how kids these days like to accessorize and Josh was not a kid, but he was young at heart. Yes, he was 5'8". Sure, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So in, in your... Very strange worldviews that would make him younger. Okay, uh, but like he was a like he was in, he was into uh, hip hop music, so yeah, he liked to keep up with trends. So I'm assuming the dagger in his chest was just uh, something the kids do these days. I haven't seen it, but again, I don't get out much. So uh, what what do I know? Now we do need to take a break in just a second, but I, I have one final question. Okay, because people are coming trying to dig through the canvas. Have you yourself ever looked behind the X? I have, yes, and there's actually gold there. Okay, there is a there is a lot of gold that kind of in the wall. Yeah, there's gold right where the X is. Actually, it, I'm assuming I think it's just a coincidence, but um, yeah, there it, there is gold. And you did not remove the gold. You've you've left it there. No, it is something that the city has designated as being something that can't be removed. Uh, it doesn't belong to anyone in particular. Oh, it's historical gold. It is historical gold. It is there as. Um, yeah, I guess a reserve in case you know the the dollar uh, collapses <laughs> and Bitcoin doesn't take off. Uh, yeah, they've chosen go, your gallery in case as the gold back, reserve. Yeah, in case we go back to the gold standard, that has to be res, you know reserved there. So, uh, but yeah, so there is gold directly behind the X. I think we just put it there. There's just one of those weird coincidences where we happen to drape it in front of the the exact place where the gold is. All right. Well, uh, what we're gonna do is take a quick break, and we're gonna be right back. Yeah, but... Hello! And goodbye, I'm so cold. You're so cold down here? Burr, and I need to go outside. Wait, you need to go outside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were talking My about the temperature... My became acclimatized to the environment outdoors, and now inside seems cold. <laughs> <laughs> this all checks out. I wish you well. Thank you. Uh, but we are still here with Chef Todd Browning. Don't! Uh, <laughs> that is... For any listeners out there, I did. I do not appreciate being called a chef. I've made it very clear that the grill aspect is something we're trying to de-emphasize, and we want you want it to be more about the art. So if you could call me a curator, that'd be great. Uh, Todd Browning, art hobbyist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you you run a building. Uh, sure, yeah, that is that is actually true. 
and it's where you found your cousin Josh uh, dead. Yes, uh, slumped against a wall in one of the exhibits, uh, the exhibit of Ernquartz van Hammen. Yeah, one of his pieces in, in uh, the room where the exhibit is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he he was slumped against the wall, mm-hmm. clutching his chest. There was also a dagger. That's a completely superfluous detail, yeah. but yes, there was a dagger stuck into his chest. Yes. Yes. Did you get a? Uh, I know it's super. Uh, any, anything could be important. Right. Uh, did you get a look at the dagger? I did get a look at the dagger. Uh, again, this is uh, completely uh, just redundant. Just for shits and gigs. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose I'll play along. There was a lot of blood. Uh, <laughs> it was it was actually pouring out of it, out, out of the place where the dagger had been stuck. Uh, oh, as, almost a, a stream. A steady stream. Yeah, he was losing a lot of blood. It was a very deep wound, uh, but uh, oh, f- so very fresh. Very fresh. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming uh, it probably came just after he had the cardiac arrest that presumably killed him. Uh, so yeah, I mean, but yeah, there was a lot of blood coming out of this uh, wound that the dagger had created uh, yes. the, as a that, that he had put in there as a sort of accessory. Uh, was this at the end of the day when the gallery had closed? Was this opening up in the morning? When opening was this? up in the morning, uh, I walked in and I do my usual rounds where I you know turn on the lights and anything that uh, needs to be turned on. We do have some video art. As part of our permanent collection, so you turn the that deep on. fryer. <laughs> yes, I, I was loath to admit that because again, de-emphasizing the. <laughs> but yes, you have to turn on. You do all the grill stuff. You turn on the fry, the grill, and the most fryer. of your morning prep. Yeah, and then a good five minutes is just making sure the lights are on in the gallery. Um, so anyway, job. it well, yeah, and I mean, uh, I do all the cooking, <clears throat> even though I hate the grill, and uh, so. Yeah. So anyway, it was at the begin. It was right the the beginning, right in the as we opened in the morning. And, and to talk about uh, what he was looking at, what had caught his attention, it was a giant uh, seven foot tall canvas, a uh, small X in the middle. Behind it, uh, the government's gold reserve. That's right. Yeah. Whoever put the gold there, no one knows what it's doing there exactly. Um, it sounds like you know exactly what it's doing there. It's the reserve. Well, yes, but wh- how it got there or who put it there, no one knows for sure. But it is there. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, someone at the door. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. Hello? Hello. Oh, Urquhart. Well, what brings you here? Well, who, this is the shortest man I've ever seen. What are you, 5'9"? Well, it's 5'8". Oh, I thought Josh was 5'8", and Urquhart was 5'9". Oh, well, am I, I wrong? It doesn't matter. They're both under 5'10". Both five are too small. Too yes. small. In, in any case... too small. Yeah, is, that ch- is that chair going to be the right size for you? This chair will do fine. <clears throat> Urquhart, it is, a, it is a pleasure, as always, to see you here. Uh, I hope you that the... Well. The uh, the exhibit is great. Uh, it's, um, of course, Good. a huge fan of your work, as we've said. Gotcha. And uh, yeah, I'm Thank very you. happy that you've decided to uh, give us some of your works. Uh, and you've even given us a piece for a permanent collection, which I very much appreciate. Urquhart, <clears throat> and am I saying that right? Yes. Uh, what brings you here? I was summoned by you, yes? Well, uh, you actually, yeah. into my DMs. Now, now that I think about it, I did slide into your DMs. You've been sending him a lot of Snapchats late at night? Yes, and those have been very sexual in nature. <laughs> Unlike with my cousin, which I, you know, that's nothing going on there. But yeah, they've been very sexual. I've been very, just very graphically sexual in my DMs to Urquhart. I find him very attractive. I don't I don't have any qualms in saying that. He's a very, he's very much an alpha male. I do not he's, understand, given how short I am. Well, Why, how anyone could find me attractive is this is mystifying. This is your trademark self-loathing coming out. I'm telling you, Urquhart, uh, despite your many failings as a person, uh, you have a very broad chest and uh, very broad shoulders. And uh, too yeah, young for me. Too young for you. Yeah, five nine. 
Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Gotta catch on. I'm really hammering that one in. Require this gentleman is a real... He's a real card. Mm. He thinks that your height is directly proportionate to your age. So the shorter you are, the younger you are. Very interesting. Yes, he's a lot of poppycock. And, and quite frankly, and I have half a mind to walk out of here right now. <laughs> I will look into this. So so you you are the artist of the exhibit right now at the mm. Yargag. Yes. Do you Very know... Very exciting to have my pieces up at the grill for once. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll tell you, from Urquhart... I will take that. He is the only person who will ever get away with referring to it as the grill. Anyone else, I will not caught into that kind of language, but Urquhart, I'll let it, I'll let it slide. Urquhart, I gotta it's ask. It's called Art Gag. Yes? What, yes, What's your favorite dish? Grill and grill. No, it's the really great really art gallery. Grill. It's really grill and grill. No. Mm. That's it. I'm, I'm foaming at the mouth right now. Literally. <laughs> I think I'm rabbit. I've been driven to rabies. By your persistent <laughs> belittling of my art gallery as a grill. So, uh, what is your question? A body has been found in your exhibit. Do you know of this? You were asking me about my favorite. Oh, yeah, your favorite dish. Uh, I was going off that some more, but uh, we're ready to move on. Well, I don't want to make it more rabid, but the burger is great. I have heard a lot of really good co- feedback about the, the burger. Yes. Yeah, it, we, I mean, it's charbroiled, and we put cheddar inside the burger and uh, mm. a lot of cheddar on the burger mm. so it's very cheddary and uh, mm. yeah we use a very we kind of use kind of like a mango sauce on top of it it's a little different but we marinated it in barbecue sauce so it's you've got the two going on at the same time and if you like a brioche bun it's kind of a fancy bun it's very buttery and uh, it's wow. toasted you know your craft well unfortunately yes um, I wish I l- knew less about <laughs> cooking and well, Curse these chef skills. Yes, it's like it's like being really good at you know curling or something, and you don't give a damn about curling. I'd rather be you know if it's like being great at curling but wanting to be a basketball. Yeah, player. I've got one Brad Gushu who's gonna fuck you up, Pat. Brad Gushu, what are you talking about? That he's a curler, I believe. Yes. Is that a is that an actual curler? I don't yes. know these things. Who's Brad Gushu? Is that is that a real person? Yes. It sounds made up, but that is a real person. Is he an Olympic medalist? Uh, I believe so. Oh, well then. Him and Glenn Howard. Probably one's a Scotty tournament of hearts. You know what? Fair play to both of them. You know, I tip my my, uh, calf. I tip my calf to them. (laughs) Oh, that is very sensual. It is is strange that we have neglected to mention the calf I bring with me everywhere, but uh, he is milling around just Oh, I just assume future burger. Um, yes. I mean, sometimes I get a lot of calves, and sometimes they turn into burgers, and sometimes uh, they're just pets. They turn into cows, and then, yeah. Uh, so, Urquhart, uh, mm. i got a few questions about some of your pieces. Uh, the small X. A fan. Uh, I've heard of them. Good. That's all I need. The, the, the one with the small X, your signature piece. Mm, my signature piece. Uh, do you know that there was gold stash behind it? Of course. Very mm. intentional hanging. Now... Oh, okay. It looks like you have a question first. Well, it's just, uh, I mean, I, I, I maintain that it was accidental, but you're, you're saying it was intentional. You, I raised that Me? piece. You, you specifically. So you're saying you specifically I handed you this piece. Yes. And you brought it right over to the wall and you went, <laughs> Oh, right. <laughs> Did you actually say ha 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 ha? I did, yes. Only later when I questioned you about this did you say, how funny is this that now the X marks this spot? 
Oh my goodness. Well, um, I I have a confession to make. Uh, when I said earlier that it was a complete coincidence, uh, I uh, I was lying. I was quite I was lying, quite <laughs> frankly. Um, I did put it there as a sort of sly acknowledgement of uh, the fact that there was gold directly behind the. Well, you should be proud. They have chosen your place of business to stash their gold. I am proud of that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I I like to I try to downplay it just because. I just thought it was kind of hackneyed to put it directly in front of, you know, a little too on the nose to put the X directly on top of the gold. So I didn't want to admit that I did that. But So uh, I, I have another line of questioning. Yes. Uh, and you'll see where this is going, so hang on. Oh, Guido. First of all, uh, about your uh, peace with uh, Europe, uh, with Bress and Hitler, uh, just motorboating them. You understood it. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, first of all, what's your interpretation of the peace? Because you said it was up for debate, but let's, let's hear what it actually is. I cannot say. What? The pieces are open. Like a political cartoon, they are to be interpreted in whatever way you see fit. The political cartoons always ambiguous. Exactly. Yeah, I find that with a lot of political cartoons, uh, they're how, really... How did you interpret it, my dear friend? I interpreted it as Hitler... Mm. Okay, Europe yes. is a clown trying to make people laugh. Of and Hitler doesn't like that, but he does like the way Europe has breasts that he finds mm. comforting. And is it not more telling what you think of the piece than it is the piece itself? Well, exactly. Revealing this is what I, things about yourself. This is what I've been trying to convey to our hosts here. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Mm. I think it says the way you b- respond to a piece says as, as much about you as it does about the piece itself. Yes, I, I concur 100%. And uh, I must say, I have never been more attracted to you than I am right now. I don't, I'm not... Shy about saying that. I know that you probably find me disgusting. You wish you were a little bit taller? I wish I was, was a baller. <laughs> wish I had a girl who was good, I would call her. Do you, no. Mr. Van Hammen, wish you had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a, a six-four six Impala? Yeah, six-four Impala. I wish I was like six-foot-nine. Foot Wait, you are! No. So you can get with Leoshi because <laughs> no, you don't six, know me, but she's Yoshi's really funny. I am not six foot nine. She's not six foot nine. Oh, wait, nine. Five foot nine. <laughs> your your depth perception oh, wait, is yeah, very yeah. off. I mix up my sixes and my fives. All you need is an extra little line on the left side of that curve. Yeah. Well, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I, that question had a, mm. a B. Had a part B. A B. <laughs> see, this is. I am allergic. See, this is uh, this is what he does not get credit for. Uh, he does not get credit for the. Uh, the, the sense of humor that uh, he has. That is not a joke. I am deathly afraid of bees. Oh, of course. Of course. I'm very sorry, Urquhart. Uh. <laughs> now, is there anything hidden behind mm. the breast picture? Yes. What's behind there? Why don't you ask the curator who hung it there and then oh. laughed to himself? Ooh-y. Oh, for the listener. Awkward. <laughs> Todd is tugging at his collar. Oh. Rodney Dangerfield style. Brother, so you you expect me to respond? I thought I'm not gonna lie. I thought that if I just did that for about a minute, the the question would just sort of uh, fizzle away. But what is behind this painting? (sighs) Okay, well, behind that painting is proof that my cousin Josh is guilty of arson whoa sorry i talked like a robot there i uh my heart does that like i have a heart condition where sometimes it will slow down 
the point where I can only talk like a robot. But I think it's back oh, up and yeah. running now. There we go. So he he was guilty of arson. He was guilty of arson. Look, it was just a throughout the I guess it was the early '80s in East Lansing. Um, he burned he burned down some vacant warehouses. A victimless crime. They were not. Hang being on, used. You're, you are using air quotations when you say vacant. Not true. And when you say victimless. No. <laughs> okay, look. Here's the thing. He thought they were vacant. To the best of his knowledge, they were. A couple of them happened to have people inside. So he accidentally killed people. I must ask, what is so funny about hanging this particular piece of <laughs> evidence of your cousin's arson? Well, this takes some unpacking. But I do have uh, an extensive... I have an art history master's. I have an MFA. So here goes. So I thought it was funny because... So the warehouse fires is like... That that's the clown Europe, and Josh was the Hitler, uh, motorboating the warehouse fires because he he liked them, and then the clown but the clown aspect was the lo- the police who investigated him. Mm. Now, why did he set these fires? What were these warehouses? Um, well, these warehouses uh, basically they were vacant warehouses like. One of the big industries in East Lansing that went away were, you know, manufacturing uh, car parts, you know? And so that went away, and so these warehouses uh, were now vacant, and so Josh thought, Again, well, stop using the air quotes. I am not using air quotes in that particular instance. I was before, <laughs> but they went away. And so for all, <laughs> for all he knew, they were vacant. But it turns out there were people, you know... Uh, putting on shows there and stuff diy i think they call them punk shows or something mm. and he didn't know this so uh yeah some people died as a result <laughs> um not not that many why did you have the evidence in your gallery um well here's the thing i was blackmailing him that is not the word i would use personally but that's the word a lot of people would okay use. so what word would you use uh, I would say that I was simply ensuring that he continues to send me money. Right. That is what I would say. If that's blackmail, then guilty. And it is blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> so guilty. So, yeah. Yeah. I was guilty of blackmail. It's freeing to say it out loud, I must say. But uh, Do you think that's part of the reason he came to the exhibit? Yes. I think that's also... Part of the reason why um, he was still writing me back uh, with you know letters and stuff because he wanted to make sure that I was happy so that I wouldn't reveal that he was guilty of these fires. Uh, boy, it's all really starting to fall into place, boy. Who? No, red. Is it blood of angry men? Oh, red of the the, the scarf. The, yes, it's the color of fire. Well, not really, but you know, <laughs> it it's hot. It's uh, stra- strawberries. That's right. Strawberries. So you are all piecing it together. Yes. And at the grill, we sell strawberry shakes. That's right. Wow. It's all making sense. Mm -hmm. So did you know any of this? I knew it all. How how in the loop are you in this gallery? Oh, I knew it all. You've been telling him the tales over DM? Behind every piece, 
is some form of evidence to Josh's crimes over the years. I should. I I feel like I must come. It's not just arson that he has committed, and it is not just one piece that hides the secrets in this gallery, which is why I killed Joshua for my greatest piece of all: the end of a blackmailing, the end of a relationship. The end of your tyranny over this man. And okay. now he is dead. Yeah, okay, so hang on. Got a, got a bit to unpack. Good. You killed Josh. Yes. How? Stabbed him in the heart. Really? With what? With a knife I found in the kitchen at your restaurant. Again, I'd rather you didn't mention the restaurant, but okay. All right. So, wow. I never would have thought. I, I was convinced it was a cardiac arrest, but you're saying the knife in that his chest is part of it. killed him. placed his hand over his heart. Wow. And Boy, it's I like I don't know anything. Down. Did you look at his outfit? I Not really, no. Was it not telling? Dressed as Napoleon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he was dressed as Napoleon, and now that I think about scarf. it. Yeah. So that must have fallen off him at some point. No, I put that over there. All Why? Part of the oh. It is not my job to explain what the art means. It uh, is my job. We to have to interpret this murder. Of course. So what does this murder mean to you? Well, what this murder means to me... Do you have other pieces? Do I have other pieces? Do you have all the pieces? I think I do. The red scarf dropped mm-hmm. off. The knife from the kitchen stepped through the heart. Hand on the heart. Hmm? Oh, so you're Dressed saying... as Napoleon, left shoe, slightly off, other painting askew. Think about it. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, actually. <laughs> I'm not sure I do have all the pieces. Are you not an art curator? Well, I can offer you my opinion. Would you like to stick to burgers? Oh! Would you like to tell me what this piece means? Oh. Okay, I will do that. Stick to burgers? No! I'll tell you (laughs) what it means. (laughs) So, okay, so the red scarf represents the the warehouse fires. And uh, Napoleon, of course, uh, was a uh, dick, uh, uh, the famous, uh, uh, you know, war general. So he represents the fact that uh, I and, and myself and Josh were kind of at war with each other because you know, I was blackmailing him. Mm. And also, uh, as Napoleon won the War of 1812, uh, Josh had set 1,812 fires. So that's the symbolism there, I think. And, and then, in, uh, so yeah, I think that's, I think it all represents that. <laughs> I've forgotten the rest of the things you said, but. Uh, I think it all comes back to Josh. And uh, is that not more telling about who he is than the actual piece itself? Very true. Yeah, very true. Also, Napoleon is short. Oh, that's very true too. What? Yeah, he was famously short. Yeah, which you. Oh, so so wait, hang on. So you just killed Josh because he was short? Is that what you're saying? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't Sorry. mean I do it, not like to reveal what the pieces mean. But of course, that doesn't mean. But in mean, this case, that's what it means. Doesn't mean that all that other the other stuff I just said. No, like that's that, more about you. That's not about what I did. <laughs> but that doesn't mean the meaning isn't there. And no, artwork it's doesn't. Not there. It's and in, within you. It's not within the piece. Okay, but that doesn't mean that the piece doesn't you know invoke that. It doesn't mean that uh, I'm wrong. Can I substitute onion rings? 
when this podcast is over, I'm going to shoot you in the forehead. <laughs> See how you like that. And that wraps up another successful episode of Kill to Death. All right. Uh, it was I would you- like to offer you this piece. Thank you for having me on. Well, what does it mean? I cannot tell you what it means, but I can hang it right here on the wall for you to see. Oh, yeah, right. cover up that evidence. Yes. We all know what Eric did that is buried in the walls. But instead, I hang this piece over top. It's just a painting of Eric doing what he did. Mm-hmm. And who knows how to interpret that? Well, I noticed there's an arrow pointing at Eric, and it says Germany. Mm, that's right. That's how me and Steve describe Eric as well. He is okay. truly the Germany of the house. Good. Uh, I want to thank Matt Probst, who once did our theme song, and we've kept playing it every episode. Uh, I want to thank... you pay him royalties? Oh, shut up, shut up, shut up. Uh, subscribe and like and do what you need to do. Email us at killtodeathpodcast at gmail.com. Well, at you the can... end of the day, is this not just art? And do you need to plug anything? Do... Oh, uh, I'm good. People just need to hear the sounds and whatever they feel, I believe is what the real takeaway is. Okay. You don't need Now, that being media. said, do you have any plugs? Absolutely, I do. Oh, uh, you don't have to. Uh, well, no, I will. <laughs> but I won't... Uh, Trying to talk our guests out of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true artist. Well, I, I no find plugs. that very odd because your work is currently displayed at my gallery, so you should want people to go to it. Any, cha- any case, our gag... The uh, really great art gallery. The it's grill uh, and grill. No, the there is a grill. I do not want anyone to go there. Please just. Oh, go so to the don't gallery. come to the gallery. No, come <laughs> to the gallery, but do not visit the grill, where we have a lot of really great. I mean, we have specials uh, every day, but don't go to there. Please support Urquhart's work and uh, the work of so many others. Thank uh, you. Art is. Thank you so much. You know, art is uh, a way of, for the human race to. Replenish its spirit. Oh my! That's my calf. Oh, my calf is outside. I never mentioned calf. I should be going. Uh, Before you do, uh, I just want to say there's a Twitter account I love by a man named Darren Springer. Do you know his at at symbol handle? Oh, I think I know him. He comes to the grill a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He mocks he mocks the art and only, but he he buys pizza. So good. They have great pizza. Uh, Well, thank you. This but, is like a huge restaurant. You got all kinds of food there. Yeah. In any case, he's apparently at Darren D. Springer uh, on Twitter, and uh, I find him to be something of a holy fool. But uh, you know, you know, follow him if you must. Uh, and his album, The Yacht, I believe, is still available on Bandcamp. Is yeah, that he true? doesn't uh, do stand up anymore, but by all means, uh, listen to his stand up. It is. <laughs> I, I will just say, it's a great album. Oh well, I mean, I'll pass it along. Well, <laughs> I won't pass it along to him. Because I don't you're want him to, to come shoot around. shoot him in the forehead after the show. Yeah, well, yes, I'm going to shoot me. you in the forehead. And perhaps I should do this to this Darren Springer fellow. <laughs> Next time he comes by to mock our art and only buy pizza. But in any case, yes, but it's you? it's at on it's at Bandcamp, Darren Springer at Bandcamp.com or something. <laughs> and you can it's pay what you can. Ooh, does that does that include just nothing? Yes, it absolutely includes nothing. <laughs> Everyone, you can pull one over on Darren Springer. I personally, because I don't like him, have sent him many emails saying I not only have not paid for your album, I won't listen to it. <laughs> and he seems... I love Red. You, yes. And Urquhart. Remember that you can always call it art if you ever murder someone. That is true. Bye. Bye.
Kill to Death is produced and engineered by Steve Cook and Griffin Tuplitsky. Special thanks to Under the Sun, Katie Lohr, and Tom Shank. Rate and subscribe on iTunes and like Kill to Death on Facebook so they know how to value their worth as human beings. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 